You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. your space face close to mine love freak out in a dune age daydream oh yeah folks this is it episode five of dune inherit the sand our limited series playing dune adventures in the imperium by our good friends at modifius and i'll tell you what i got senioritis today oh (laughs) i'm gonna be the happiest little clam in town in two hours uh not that i haven't loved every second of this but homebrew is for the fucking birds this is exhausting (laughs) This is well. You, you're killing it, Troy. We, well, that's very this kind. Is, uh, this is the, a, a thorny and tangled web you have woven. <laughs> the only way I could have pulled off any of this is with this unbelievable cast who makes homebrew just uh, slightly easier and less stressful. I mean, you you guys have been killing it, but uh, this is just not my uh, preferred way of doing things. I'm an over planner. I like having everything over plan, and you just can't do it in a game like this. Uh, you, you can't. You kind of have to just read and react. I've got these little set pieces, but I, I hate things being messy and with improv. It's, sometimes it's going to be messy, but I, I think we've, we've, we've found a way to weave a, a very interesting, uh, unique story together, and, and today is going to be the conclusion of part one. Let me ask you, Becca, because I know you uh, GM a lot on uh, Good Time Society, and uh, you know, you're know you a seasoned game master at this point. What do you like? Do you like a, a pre-written uh, scenario, or do you like to just bebop and scat and see what happens? I'm so glad you asked, Troy. I am filled completely with utter terror every time I run a game. Um, so pre-written. I'm going to go with pre-written. Yeah. But I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, it's like like even with a pre-written, you're going to add so much to it. You're going, but you have that backbone to fall back on. With yeah, this, and it's like, not that I even need it. It's that I don't. I, I want to feel prepared, even if none of that matters later. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's important. You know, you're, you're hoping that the story that you're weaving together is going to find its way back. But like when you have it pre-written, you know, you've got, you've got pre-written ways to get back on track. Skid, you're a, a lifelong gamer, lifelong uh, GM as well as player. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you hate uh, doing homebrew, right? No, I do. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever really done it. I, I, I have done it a couple of times, but it's just like, I just don't trust myself. <laughs> to make something interesting from scratch. I like having some basis to work from and then fucking with it. Yeah. As opposed to just coming up with something for myself. I also apologize as I just saw a mouse. <gasps> so is I it a giant ears? The prophetic image. <laughs> <laughs> Bow down to him. He is now so, your, your ruler. You're in his house now. I am. This is. I guess I got to move out. <laughs> you have to burn the place down. Uh, unfortunately. So, apologize for 
my distraction. Yeah, yeah, but you hate a you hate a homebrew. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, not that it's not better. It's that we prefer to be lazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny because sometimes doing homebrew can be less stressful because a lot of times, like I think that if when you're when you're trying to stay true to a a pre published source, that's where a lot of the stress comes from for me too. So it's like if you know that like that all this is yours and it's like it can go wherever you want, then sometimes that actually can paradoxically paradoxically be a little less stressful. But. Yeah, I think there's a school of thought where people think, oh, if it's homebrew, it's so much easier because there's no way anything can be wrong. Oh, the p- party wants to go over there. Great. Let's do it. Let's make it up as we go. Uh, to me, that's that's added stress. Ross, I want to ask you, uh, obviously, you're, uh, the, the whole gaming world is still a... Uh, Still relatively uh, new for you, but you're, uh, you know, you, you made your bones in the improvised Shakespeare company. So you're, you, this is your thing is improvising. What do you think? Like, uh, obviously it's different as a player than as a GM, but yeah. how do you think you'd feel comfortable when it came to running things? I mean, I've run, I'm currently, <laughs> I am currently playing a home game or DMing a home game of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, what's that like? Not on stream, <laughs> just with friends. I Playing know, at home? You, well, you don't record it? No, no. It's not for anyone's consumption. Uh, no, one, no one gets to judge it except the five people there at the table. You're um, not monetizing your leisure time? <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm keeping my hobbies like, separate from I miss home games. I know, um, I do too. I've, granted, no, it's been a while. But we... Um, but it's <laughs> like with Clint. Uh, Clint Trucks and... and, uh, and oh. Uh, oh, there's this... Cameo from my wife. Don't talk about our game. <laughs> she she gets to as soon as she wants to, which is yeah. not yet. <laughs> uh, but um, I I am I've never cracked a module. I've never wow. looked at one even. So I don't I don't. To me, it's just kind of an undiscovered country. I'd love to try it at some point, but I'm I'm very much kind of homebrewing everything and kind of shooting from the hip. And what you described of like the freedom of like, they want to go to a tavern. So I'll make up the tavern is like very much how, how we do it. And for that reason, I think, yeah, some, some of the sessions are, are tight and, and fun and some are a little, a little more baggy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, it's, but I think that's fine because everybody, because I'm blessed to, you know, the friends are down to clown and do whatever. And most of the time the bagginess has to do with them just wanting to, Chew the fat with whatever random NPC just wandered into their line of sight. So it's a uh, yeah. I, I'm 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 very much a not a planner because I'm also lazy. Oh well, uh, I guess it's appropriate now that I mentioned the new thousand uh, dollar per month tier on our Patreon. Uh, join Ross's home game. <laughs> uh, an improv, yeah. improv master will run you through for yeah, the low low price of. 1k a month uh just let me wet my beak in that sweet sweet 1k let's (laughs) (laughs) is that including plane ticket or not so much well ross the uh, minimum wage just went up we'll take care of you great um nora uh i know you are standing at the precipice uh, mm. ready to dive into the world of GM. I could see yes. you standing there. Jump! Uh, when you do jump, uh, what, uh, which way do you think you're going to go? You think you're like, you know what, homebrew, or am I just, you're just going to grab a module and go to town? I am not going to dive head first into homebrew for as my, like, as an intro. <laughs> no, I'm generally as, uh, as like a personality trait in general, I don't like to go into something unprepared. 
So mm. the thought of that just gives me hives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And you know what's funny is I get the sense that uh, as as more games start to become popular that aren't Pathfinder, that aren't D anD D, there more there's less modules being released, and it's more open ended storytelling. It's it's gaming that is being made, uh, so you don't have to worry about grid maps, and it's all theater of the mind and. Uh, I don't know. It seems like the more we play these games, the more we're just going to have to do it, whether we like it or not. Um, even Cthulhu, you know, you grab a Cthulhu module, some of the greatest Cthulhu modules ever written. You're still sitting down and and just improvising and trying to keep the investigators on track. So <laughs> you uh, find a ketchup wrapper on the floor. They <laughs> <laughs> melt point- scuffles across the floor. <laughs> uh, one thing I'm just I'm very excited to to wrap up this story and and have this stress relief and to hand it over to Jared who. Only does homebrew. Who would doesn't even want? Not even interested in cracking a module. That is his jam. And so uh, I'm so excited to see what he does with this story. And I don't think uh, he gets nearly as stressed out as you do or I do. No, no, I don't he get loves that it. sense. Oh uh, yeah, no. I, yeah. And I feel you like know, Jared I, thrives in chaos. Oh yeah, he, he, he really stand does. Up, and that's the most terrifying thing a person could do. Yeah, I know yeah. he's really excited about this, and uh, he's going to have a pretty pretty quick turnaround uh, to start recording those episodes, so uh, he's not going to have a lot to work with, because I don't know what's going to happen to House Houdin at the end of this episode. Let's be honest. Some of you may die. That is kind of like, if this was a movie version... Some of you don't make it out of episode five. Let's be honest. Now, I'm not trying to kill you. Well, no, I am going to try and kill you, but... Uh, you know, just putting it out there. Some of you don't hope you're not too attached to your characters. They they might not make it. Oh boy, yeah. we'll see. We'll see you next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see. Uh, I think Jared. I'm going to have to when we finish recording this. I'm going to immediately email Jared and tell him what happened, and then his wheels will start turning for yeah. when you guys start up. But I'm I'm excited to see it. And uh, last week was a real. Uh, Real barn burner. I had no idea how long that sandworm chase was going to take, and I didn't even know if it would be good. And that was, I had so much fun. Usually I'm just like, ah, that's that stressful. That was so much fun seeing the mechanics really come out. And I know they're chunky. They're chunkier than they seem, but I felt like we, uh, we played it, uh, found a good mix between the mechanics and, and, and the drama. Um, so I'm going to be really interested to see how today goes. So you made it away from the sandworm. You got into the cave. Uh, great use of creating an asset uh, by Becca, creating this uh, sort of uh, stray Fremen. Like, Come this a way. helpful Fremen. A helpful mm-hmm. Fremen. Uh, unfortunately, that complication uh, led you to being surrounded by a, a whole uh, sitch of these people who recognize Corrin. And think that Corin is just a deserter that left the Fremen behind to go work with these water drinkers. And, uh, you know, it got very tense there. And then you were able to use your, your training and set design to put on a bit of a spectacle <laughs> and, uh, quell or calm these, these Fremen who are ready to just whip out their Chris knives and go to town. Roll for Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> for Razzle Dazzle. Roll for jazz hands. A little bit of voice, a little bit of throwing sand in the air, and they believed you. But the naive of that siege uh, was not naive. He knew what was going on here, but he wasn't going to uh, wasn't going to let everybody know that this is just a Benny Jess or a trick because he believed you, Corin, when you said, we're all in this together. Our paths have converged for a reason. And it made him think. Perhaps that reason 
is the four of you dealing with this darkness that has entered their cave system. And perhaps this darkness that has entered their cave system is exactly what you are after. And we find out at the end of the episode that it is. Because as you navigate the cave system and they leave you behind and head back to their HQ, you find crates with weapons. You grab a laser gun and a couple swords, so now you're all armed. And then Corin sneaks up to look around the corner, sees two Sardukar soldiers opening a crate and throwing the partially decomposed body of Dresden Tyloris on the ground. And then Thurman Tyloris, the uncle, rolls up, sees you, Corin, realizes you're not alone. Pharos comes up with a laser gun pointed at them. Mind you, if he pulls the trigger, it could kill everyone within a three-mile radius. But then the real Dresden Tyloris walks out and explains that the one that you met at the opera house was just a body double who had been his body double as childhood friend and had Tleiloxu surgery to look exactly like him, training to sound exactly like him. And he was a sacrifice for some strange plan. Delessa stays hidden. Aurelia stays hidden until Dresden introduces you to his future bride-to-be. A young woman walks up, 17, 18 years old, looks exactly like Delessa, but just younger. She knows that Delessa is standing around the corner, calls to her. Delessa, hearing that voice, hearing that Bene Gesserit uh, Pranabindu conditioning, and the, and the voice comes forward, and the woman introduces herself as Delessa's mother. Now, during character creation, you guys created your the mechanics of your characters, and then I emailed you all and said, "Tell me, tell me like, uh, tell me a little bit about your character, a couple sentences, and then maybe a secret you don't want the rest of the party to know." Uh, Becca, what, what do you want to reveal about what you said to me, if anything? All I know about my mother is that she was called by the Bene Gesserit. To work as a truth-sayer. And in my mind, I don't know if I said this, I thought she might have gone to work for the Emperor. And my father was killed. And that's all that I know. And I haven't seen her um, since she gave over control of the house to me. Told me to take care of it. And now here she is. Kinda. I don't... (laughs) I think that she was older than 17 or 18. I was 14 when I took over. So uh, I recognize her, but I don't, I haven't seen this version of her before. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Your mother wouldn't be younger than you. She doesn't even really, I don't know what memory you have of of your mother. Even in Los Angeles, could ever. Not even on the planet of Bev Ur Lee Hills. Bev Lee. She steps forward, and again, dressed in this clash of like traditional Bene Gesserit garb and these blue rubies. It is like royalty. She looks like she's stunning, and she just looks at you, Delessa, and and kind of shakes her head and there's there's a true sadness in her eyes a, a deep sadness that belies her her age and she looks at you and and says 
my darling Dulessa. Long ago I... I left you. And for that I am sorry. You were... a child. My only child, and... you deserved better. But you must understand, I had no choice, my dear. My... womb... belonged... to the Bene Gesserit, and I was... never meant to bear children. I was... to be... preserved... for something greater... They would always tell me. A purpose they kept hidden. All of your brothers and sisters, I was forced to kill them before sunlight ever hit their face. But in a moment of weakness, I went against the Bene Gesserit's wishes and had you. Many of us have made that choice and No doubt many more will make that choice as time moves forward. Though you and I have powers that most would only dream of, I'm sure you know the sisterhood takes far more than it ever gives. Our lives are not our own. You know that as well as I. Nor should they be. We are in service to something much greater than ourselves. What do you believe that to be? In front of these others, I dare not speak it. You may speak freely. We are all friends here. Of course it is our goal to create the rulers, to pull the levers through the means at our disposal. Offspring. And I am grateful that you went against your orders in birthing me. I don't know why. But I'm sure that will be revealed to me in time. Yes, at the time I didn't know why as well. But I felt as if I needed to bring you into the world. But then I just as quickly abandoned you. And so when I left to become truthsayer to the Emperor, it was also not my choice. It was my punishment for allowing you to live. So I accepted my fate so that you could thrive. But the fabric of time continued to weave through eternity and soon I saw a path, a new path, than the one that was chosen for me. For though as I for though I was old, the Emperor took a liking to me. I could sense his lust in his every glance, and I allowed him into my bed, far from the Bene Gesserit's prying eyes. By the time they discovered this I was too protected for them to hurt me. But what they could never know is that the child I bore would simply be a vessel to give me a chance at the life that was stolen from me long ago. Because while this body that you see before you, the skin 
and bones are that of your half-sisters, technically. It is I, my child, your mother. abomination you stole their youth to create this this vessel you wear I suppose one could look at it that way but we are one I and the body you see before you sadly the Benny Gesserit do not look kindly upon what they call an abomination. They would have me eliminated if they ever knew. But thankfully the Emperor favors his bastard daughter and grieves over the mistress he lost, giving birth to me. He is a fool. A powerful one at that, but he knows not even what I am. I think I understand. The other memory that is gifted to us. Should you have taken it on your deathbed and also your birthing bed, you would have enlightened the daughter to have a part of you. Precisely. And what is your purpose now that you have stolen the gifts of the Bene Gesserit? in your solitary quest for survival. Hmm, well, this was the new path that I realized for myself that I was speaking of. Because for many years I thought I would just waste my days as a mere truth-sayer. Essentially a prison. Prison for what crime? Giving birth to you. But the new path I saw became quite clear to me. So, even as a child, I began working with the Bene Tleilaxu to create Gola to be placed all over Arrakis, weaving their way into houses, great and small, hiding in plain sight until I could come of age and call them to my side. House Tyloris was the perfect place on which to sow the rest of my plan. I knew I would always return here to Arrakis with young Dresden now by my side. I would bring him back as well and they would consider it a miracle and I a miracle worker. Good Uncle Thurman here crushed by the sadness of his nephew's death, traveled deep into the desert in search of a rumored great oracle who would resurrect the dead. He found her, and Dresden was miraculously brought back to life. You see Thurman just laughing at this whole cockamamie lie that they've all concocted. Sadly, Though Thurman succeeded in his quest to bring young Dresden back to life, he perished in the journey. Thurman, Tyloris goes from smiling and turns to look at her like, 
What are you talking about? And as he does, Dresden Tyloris, in a flash, draws a knife and lodges it right through his uncle's neck. <laughs> and Thurman Tyloris just collapses to the ground, just <laughs> coughing up blood. A liability? Yes. The truth can only be known by so many people. But now... Dresden and I can return to House Tyloris. They'll see their son alive, and I will confide in them that not only am I this powerful oracle that can resurrect the dead, but that together we will bring a child into the world, a child with the Emperor's blood inside of it, as well as Tyloris' blood. And Dresden and I will ruled House Tyloris and our child will rule the universe and what of House Udan an incredible house that you have spat upon what of the Bene Gesserit who will no doubt come for you seeking to destroy you for they will sense the other memory you have taken yes I spent many years fearing the sisterhood Fearing what they would do should they ever find out. But I am not concerned about them anymore. For once Dresden and I lie together, I will give birth to the Kwisatz Haderach, <laughs> and the Sisterhood will stay away in fear. As for House Houdan, unfortunately... It makes me question ever saving you in the first place. Knowing that now I have to do to you what I did to all of your siblings. For you were my one gift I kept for myself. But now I must eliminate you as well. Your plans are foolish and ill-thought. Death is a part of life. You cannot run from it. I agree with you. But we will not run from death. We will become death. We will eliminate our enemies. And those who stand in our way will perish. Just as you and your friends... Enough talk. And I want to shoot the gumja bar at her like a dart. <laughs> one of those moves? The one wow. that I had already palmed. Are we getting yeah. into this? I heard yeah. enough. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> wow. This, this right. is quite the quite the Oedipal blade <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of, of twisted relations. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, there's a lot going on here. Fight the memory of your mother that's trapped in the body of your half sister. Tits. Families. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. Always uh. awkward. Uh. <laughs> uh, Delessa reaches down. You see this, Pharos and Corin. Aurelius, you may be able to see it around the corner back there. I just want to know where everyone's head at. Heads at before we get. Into this, I know it's not in the line of fire. 
<laughs> you stand in the way of the Gamjabari. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pharos, you, maybe you see this first. Your eyes never miss a trick. Yeah. Um, where's your mind at? Like, this is, is going is, down. Right, as this is going down, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm also, and, and forgive me if I miss this, Troy, just to, like, if there's Sardaukar here, does that imply that the... Oh, right, I wanted to ask. Is is the Does this imply that the Emperor is involved in this scheme? Or that these are uh, Sar- <coughs> soldiers that have been turned to her faction? All she said is that the Emperor favors his bastard daughter, and right. so maybe he lets... Uh, the Sardaukor travel with her. Um, now she may have other plans where she's like talked them into like you're with me now. Okay. Um, yeah. Then Pharos has a has a. Um, as this goes down, will. Um. Is, has his eyes on them. Keep the fight between mother, sister, and daughter, <laughs> and uh, I'll see if I can if I can. Uh, use what I've just heard to sway the uh, Sardaukar before they attack us. Since she's just admitted in front of them that she's working against the, em- the interests of the uh, of the Emperor they've sworn to protect. Oh. Okay. Corin, where's Corin. your head at with this? You see Delessa going for this and you know like if this leads to a fight... These are Sardukar soldiers. These are elite killing machines. Corin does not pretend to understand the ways of the Bene Gesserit, but she does know that she is a little tiny cog in the great wheel of faith and truth and justice. And so my Chris Knife does not care what um, you know what side anybody's taking politically Corin knows that she has to protect her duchess at all costs and so if that be against her own mother then so be it Aurelius I like to think that the way the uh cave works, you've heard all of this echo down the hallway as you're crouched behind yeah. the crate holding this log sword shakily. Uh, what is your what are you calculating right now? Like, the odds of survival? Like, yeah. what is happening? It's an escape plan, I guess. I mean, <laughs> he's not a fighter. <laughs> I, yeah, the situation, I just I just don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot to offer. <laughs> <laughs> your, Unless your I want to like listen and <laughs> I had to a story or negotiate or something, I just I don't know. I will I say one thing. They did just kill someone that could have helped them in this fight. <laughs> if if I if I die in this episode, y'all owe me a pregen because <laughs> I'm not rolling up a whole other character. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm I sitting mean, on a, I'm, I'm sitting on a right doomsday. De- I'm holding a doomsday device in my hand at this moment. So, mm-hmm. like, that's. I feel like that's a pretty good uh, bargaining position. Yeah, yeah the atomic option is still out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think you. Man. I th- God, I don't know. Give me an understand role here. Uh, 
Because, yeah, you, this isn't your jam. I'm sure if we got into it and you had to start rolling the fight, you know, let, you let the dice tell the story. Maybe you get a lucky stab in. Sure. Uh, but let's you're the one that's kind of thinking this through and thinking what all the options are. So let's let's get you involved with an understand role about what is a situation here that could help you, we'll say. Um, just to give everybody an update here, last week we finished with six momentum and five threat. This is the beginning of a new scene. You lose one momentum, so it's even Steven, five momentum, five threat. That seems a lot more in line with how it should be. Uh, all right, so understand, great. Cultural studies, house politics, Maybe house politics. I don't really. This is no, this is survival. Think, yeah. Um, what are we looking for here? I am House Houdin. House Houdin is me. Is this duty? I think so. Justice. Yeah, I think it would have to be duty. Yeah, I think so too. Because if this ends badly, there is no House Houdin. Yeah, and I if House Houdin is the, you, there's no you. Right. And I think that if anything, this is th- this is either I have to go with this drive statement or challenge it right here because I feel I have to put myself in a position where I will be killed. He thinks to preserve the house or just challenge it, strike it out, and run for the rocky, rocky. Right. Yeah, what, are you going to be a freelance mentat? Yeah. The rockish Rockies. The rockish Rockies. A freelance mentat on the streets of Arakeen. All right. um, I'm going to set the difficulty at one. Okay. Low difficulty, because you're just trying to scan through and think of, is there any option here? And if you hit it, I'll I'll give you something. And you can always spend momentum to get more information, but... Uh, we're looking at a uh, eight duty, seven understand. So your target is 15, 2d20, you need one success, one roll under 15. Okay. I think I am going to take a momentum to get an extra die. Okay. Four momentum, five threat. Uh, okay. He's looking around, he's calculating. Okay. A 17. 14 and a natural one. Oh, so three successes. So you succeed and you gain two momentum. So you go from uh, from five to four to now six momentum versus five threat. Yeah. All right. So I imagine standing back there holding this eyes go up in the head like they did from uh, episode one, trying to suss this all out. And you think about the odds. Two Sardaukar soldiers, a Bene Gesserit, and... A young, crafty heir. Also dealing with this person in the in the in, in Pharos, who mm-hmm. I now believe may be just a traitor to our cause. I don't know. He's a Benito Laxu. Like I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yeah, is it four on four or five on three? Right. I lost my ornithopter. That's on my mind. <laughs> no, that's that's still nagging at you. Like oh, I gotta buy a new ornithopter if I yeah. survive. That's um, still, still a mouse in my apartment. That's bothering me. <laughs> so, a lot going on. Can you spend threat to get rid of the quick threat to get rid of the mouse? All right, here's what I'll say. The starter car are just straight up killing animals. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of reasoning with them. They're going to do what they're directed to do. This woman, you don't quite know what's happening here. What kind of magics she possesses? Maybe similar to your lady. Uh, maybe much more powerful. 
Um, I imagine you going through your Rolodex of what this means, like trying to figure this out. Have you even heard of uh, such a thing before, rebirthing yourself uh, to start over? And that's the thing about the other memory is like if it happens with Arya uh, at the end of uh, June, it's like she's born and she immediately knows everything her mother knows. So as a child, this this little kid was playing in the kindergarten and then calling up the Bene Talaxu. Hey, how's it going with those golas? I ordered. <laughs> Dresden, though he is, uh, you know, a bad apple here, he is still grown up in the politics of noble houses. And perhaps he wouldn't accept a duel from Corrin. Now, he could kill Corrin. Or Corrin could kill him. But even if Corrin kills him and the, uh, the, the Reverend Mother here orders a Sardaukar attacked, at least you've bettered the odds. So there's a chance that maybe uh, the old ways of doing things will reach Dresden's heart. Maybe he's too proud to not protect his future wife rather than it just be a slaughter. And maybe you can play on that with your charm. Okay. So would this preempt the throwing of the Gamjabar or whatever? Yeah, I basically like uh, the way I put it is like Becca or Delessa reached down. Becca grabbed her drum, Jabbar, reached down okay. to grab this, and it's just we we froze in time. And Pharos was thinking uh, his thing, Corin was thinking her thing, and then you look over and you're scanning all these possibilities, and now you have a chance. Uh, and if you may, Delessa may decide no and just throw it, and Becca, you're going to have that opportunity. I did uh, before I entered this room have it. Hidden in my palm, sort of magician style, sleight of yeah. hand. <laughs> yeah. So you have, now you have a chance to maybe listen to your advisor, maybe not. Uh, what do you do, Aurelius, with this information? Okay. So just thinking about this in this instant, as his mind rifles through all these possibilities, he forces himself against every nerve instinct in his body, uh, urging self-preservation out from behind the crates. My masters, my masters, please, if I may. And he's like, he throws down the sword and he's like holding his hands up, shaking. He says, if you will allow me to propose an alternative solution to our problem. I believe that honor would insist that you would accept a challenge to a duel, would you not? It is only civilized. My mentat offers an option to your betrothed dear mother. What do you think your mother's name was? I didn't want to name her. I wanted you to name her. Elania. Elania. Good name. Mm-hmm. Elania. Um... Oh, we are far from the noble houses of the Landstrad. What you invoke is noble, yes, but we have a job to do, and you simply stand in the way. So, no, I don't accept... And then Dresden cuts her off, says, No, I like this idea. Let me prove to you that I am not just a 
a vessel for our future child. Let me defeat their champion in front of you. And then we will lay to waste the rest of them. And Elenia is like, Child, I have seen all possible futures. It is not worth the risk. But Dresden will hear none of it. Offer your champion. Pulls out two blades. Aurelius picks up the sword again. I shall fight for you. No, Grace. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 so Ferris is like, excuse me? Thank you, but no. I will wield my Chris knife as I had him on the shoulder. It's like shaking. He got caught up for the moment. It's like, I admire your bravery. But I will handle this. (laughs) Perhaps you are right. Just uh, remember that I I offered. Yes. Slinks slinks back behind the crate. Back behind his crate. (laughs) 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 Uh, And now it all comes down to Delessa. Corin has offered herself for this duel. Do you throw the gum to bar? Or do you send her to perhaps her death? Uh, with my back to Corin, I motion with my hands. Are you sure this is right? I will only do what you ask of me. Ooh, good answer. I will never ask of you what you do not desire to do. Can you beat him? My desire is to protect you. And yes. Should things take a turn, I will act. Should things take a turn for the worst, it was an honor serving you. (laughs) My love. My love. My champion will fight you. I will, will you I will kill her. I will kill her. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the videotape here. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't till earlier today that I even looked up the rules for dueling because I was like, I don't want to add another complicated <laughs> rule system to my brain, uh, but. The way things worked out, I was like, okay, well, maybe I can offer this up as an option. And so uh, I've quickly made some uh, changes here. But this is how dueling works, uh, or at least at least how I understand it and how we're going to play it. It's similar to uh, all the other conflicts we've done in terms of like zones and moving things through zones. The difference is it's just one person versus another person. And you have your left guard and your right guard. And you may have, uh, for example, in um, Corin's case, she has a Chris knife, quality zero in her right hand. Unless you're left-handed, let me know. I am uh, left-handed. You are. Nice. Is Corin? Oh, yeah. Well, great. 
So, Corin. Anything to complicate your situation. (laughs) I'm all thrown off now. We'll see you next week. Uh, She's got a Chris knife in her left hand. Dresden has a Chris knife quality one in his right hand and a little bodkin quality zero in his left. So he's got two weapons and you can use these weapons to kind of parry, deflect, knock a weapon away. And basically, and this is super chunky, but I think could be a lot of fun. You go action by action, like moving your weapons into other people's zones, uh, moving, uh, you know, moving boldly or subtly to move the open up their guard and whatnot uh, until you get your weapon onto their space. And then the next move, if they have not done something to move the weapon out of your body zone, you then attack and the attack turns into a contest. I also have uh, a shield. You do have a shield. Oh. And so uh, basically when you, let's say uh, you were going to try and move your Chris knife into Dresden's left guard where his bodkin is Mm -hmm. because there is one acid in there of a quality zero uh you need that change that ups the difficulty by one so you would move that to here that would be a roll of difficulty one or two i'll look it up real quickly um but if you succeed you get your knife in there now this is where you want to like move subtly or move boldly because if you move boldly and succeed then you could move the bodkin you could make him like faint and turn this way and now on your next thing you can move your chris knife onto dresden tyloris and if you regain the initiative you can then attack his body um does that make sense kind of yeah okay and if not, we're winging this. If, we're, if not, we're going to wing it. It's a little chunky. Now, the only thing is, and I, and I found this out when playing uh, Cyberpunk, is like when the hacker gets to hack, it's just like, all right, now it's a two-person show. And I don't want to do this. So I want to make sure between each thing, we're checking in with the other players to see what they're doing or what they're thinking and uh, you know, helping to, to narrate this. And I think it'll move quickly. Now... Because he is a major character and you are a major character, it's not like if you hit his body and score, he dies. He mm. has a certain threshold. Uh, this is a, uh, whatchamacallit, a uh, extended task. Extended task. Mm-hmm. So every time you score a, 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 a hit, a successful hit, because your Chris Knife is quality zero, you would score two points towards taking him down. Now, I'll tell you right now, Dresden has a score of five. So you need f- to knock down five points until he is incapacitated. You have a battle score of eight. So your hit points, for lack of a better word, is eight. So you're going to be a lot harder to take down. But he's got two weapons, and one of his weapons is better. You can also spend uh, momentum to try and... Uh, temporarily for this combat make your Chris knife quality one so that you can at least match one of his weapons. A lot of different ways you can do this. Um, Let's just see how it works. Now the one thing I, I wanted to try and remember is like when you come in the difficulty is what the how many assets are in that zone. Oh, you know what? That's what it is. So you're pretty much always going to be moving subtly or moving boldly, but the difficulty goes up by one depending on how many assets are in that zone. So, for example, it's always difficulty two to move subtly or boldly. But if you want to move subtly or boldly into a thing where the bodkin is, that's going to be difficulty three. If you try to move subtly or boldly into where the Chris knife is, because it's a Chris knife quality one, that's actually going to be difficulty four. One for the added asset, one extra for the quality of the asset. Mm-hmm. 
Let's just okay. fuck around and find out. Let's do uh, it. <laughs> now, normally it would be the player's turn to go first. But I'm going to spend two threat to immediately <gasps> take the initiative. Because Ooh. the minute you step up, Dresden just, like a scumbag, goes to attack. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt to move boldly into, with my Chris knife, excuse me, move subtly with my Chris knife into your empty guard, your empty right guard. Mm -hmm. And if I succeed, I can then uh, move, I then gain the initiative to move again and then I could move in for an attack on your body. Or at least move my asset onto your body, so which forces you to have to either get the Chris knife out of there or let me attack you next round. All right, and, and then, then how does the shield, uh, how does my shield work against that? So you have a shield uh, that is going to add one difficulty if I try to attack your body, because your, gotcha. your, your personal shield's on your body, that's going to give you a, a plus one difficulty, so instead of it being two, it would be three. Yeah. Uh, and if you but choose no to... shame that comes with a Fremen wearing a shield? Whose side are you on? <laughs> 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 right, I'm fighting no. for you. The uh, you guys might get a kick out of this. I'm using I'm using some character sheets here. Uh, uh, I'm using Fade Rotha from the book for Dresden. Oh, I'm using Lady Jessica for uh, Elenia. And uh, and I'm using the actual Sardaukar soldiers who are just ridiculous uh, for the Sardaukars. So let's go with Fedoratha here. So I'm going to attempt to move my Chris knife into your right guard. That is going to be battle. These are pretty much all going to be battle and then a drive. Okay. Uh, battle power. His power mm. statement is I deserve to have everything I want. Two dice. Just going to do a straight up roll. I got to get under 15. I'm feeling confident. I got. One success, but because it was a three under seven, that's two successes, so I succeed. The other one was a 17, so I rolled over. So I am able to move my Chris knife into your guard here. And now, because I moved subtly, I can uh, keep the initiative. So that's what I'm going to do. I am now going to attempt to move that same Chris knife onto your body. Boom. Keeping the initiative without having to spend any threat. I'm going to do the same exact thing, but I'm going to spend a threat to roll an extra D20 because uh. I need to get three successes. And if I get three successes, I successfully move the asset there. If I don't, then it stays in your right guard. Here we go. Oh, no. Cracked eye. Uh... I got a five, which is two successes, and, uh... A 17 and a 12. So I got the three successes. So that Chris Knife gets onto your body, which means next round I can attack your body unless you do something now like move boldly in a way in which you succeed. You can get that Chris Knife moved back to your guard. It is now your turn. I will move boldly because, and I, and I say to him, as he, uh, as he moved in quickly, you fight with dishonor as I try to, uh, let me see... If I can, I like parry away his knife. Yeah, absolutely. So you can move an asset. You can uh, 
You can, yeah, you could try and uh, push it away, basically, mm-hmm. by moving boldly. And okay. while you do so, you could also slip your Chris knife into his open uh, right guard while you do that. Heck yes. Yeah. And I will so- also be using power and battle, because those are my two highest... Uh, That's just smart. Yes. You don't want to use duty? No, I don't. I don't. I want. I need. I need the points. And can I? Uh, do I? Can cheater. I? <laughs> me? No, sorry. <laughs> um, do I have a thing where I could add a add a die? Uh, determination, or you mean momentum? momentum? Like to buy a die? Yeah, you absolutely. There's a. Uh, how you guys are, are up to six momentum. Yeah. Yeah. You can spend, spend that momentum. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to spend that momentum. Roll three dice. I rolled a five, a three, and then a 19. Okay, so that's four successes. Four successes. So yeah. you bank two momentum. You move your Chris knife into his guard, and now you can move uh, his Chris knife either to your left guard or your right guard. Uh, I'm going to move to... Uh, my left. Okay, great. So you take the opportunity to kind of parry his knife away, and as you do, you lean past into his guard. So now you're one strike away. And I'll say, you know, I I rolled it where my Chris knife, uh, I had to get three successes because of your body shield. Because his Chris knife is asset one, it cancels your shield out. Uh, The Mm. bodkin would have to get three successes, but the Mm. Chris knife only needs two. Um... Unless you change the quality of your asset. Let's go to the peanut gallery here. What is happening in Ferris's mind as he watches this? Um, Ferris is just is watching and watching especially the young young Ty Loris. Um, and it's like and look, looking between, between the, the desiccated body, seeing now what he what he can't believe he didn't notice before the the uh, um, that this is the result of Lilaxu's surgery, and and looking over Tyloris and just like almost like reaching out with his mind into how he might put on a similar face. Uh-huh. Curious. Uh, what about the Duchess? I look at Mother Linnea and uh, am watching her for any weaknesses watching her I assume she's watching the duel and I move closer to her oh what about Aurelius Aurelius he's trying to keep an eye <laughs> he's, he's trying to splitting he's splitting his focus between Corin and the, the duel knowing that this could the outcome of this could determine whether they live or die. And he's keeping one eye on Pharaohs as well. So, yeah, he's just doing this, using all of his Mentat uh, abilities to kind of process everything that he can see. Maybe he takes a nice little sip of Sappho uh, juice. Get him, get him going. Oh, I like that. A little Gatorade Sappho <laughs> flavor. Uh I will say, Nora, here, you could um, spend two momentum to uh, maintain the initiative and go after him. 
Yes. Or let him keep going. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> Doing that. Yeah. You've got the momentum here, so now you have a chance to go after his body with your Chris knife, um, but you also have to be wary of his other assets as well. Yeah. Can I up my Chris knife status? Yes, that, that would cost in? two more momentum, uh, and you could increase the quality of your asset uh, to one. That's so, what I would like. Does that last for the whole fight, or is that... Yes, that'll last for the whole scene. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yes, I will do that. And should you survive this, part of character advancement is you can then keep that as a quality one Chris knife uh, moving into Jared's game. Should you survive? Should I survive? All right. Uh, well, then I will spend that to increase the quality of my Chris knife. Two to take the initiative. Yes. Two to increase the quality. You now have a quality one Chris knife, but uh, Becca, as our resident uh, momentum threat keeper, uh, what does that put you guys down to? Troy, that puts us at two momentum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Chris knife one and one. What do you want to do here? Okay. Uh... I am going to try to stab at him. A little stabby stabby? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right, so you want to move subtly, boldly, or just move on to there. I would think your best option here, if, you're, if your goal is to really go after the body, is to try and move subtly so you can keep the initiative and then do an attack on the following round. And again, I'm playing a little fast and loose here with the rules, um, but if you keep the initiative, then you have an action in which to attack him. So uh, moving subtly would make the most sense. Moving okay. boldly would let you move there and attack next round, and if you succeed, you could move his Chris knife further away from your body, but it seems like you're going for the kill here. So I would say move subtly, keep the initiative, and then take that attack. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Difficulty two, uh, battle power. Difficulty two. You could. I rolled an eight and a six. Ooh. Is that four successes? What is your uh, battle? Is your battle eight? Eight and eight. Oh, that's wow. four successes. successes. So you're wow. back up uh, to uh, four momentum. You slide your Chris knife onto his body. He does not have a shield because he's just a idiot. And uh, you now uh, you now have a chance to attack him if you want. So here's how this works. Since you're going after his body, you've got a uh, now a quality one Chris knife. So that's going to lower the difficulty by one. He sets the difficulty by rolling. Now, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll battle short blades. Uh, and power still. However many successes I get is how many difficulty you need minus one because of your plus one quality Chris knife. Here we go. Natural one and a natural two. Oh, no. no. Troy, why? So that's four successes which have been now moved down to three because of your uh, quality Chris knife. Uh, your quality one Chris knife. So now it's, if you can hit three successes, you will do three damage to his five because it's automatically, for an extended task, it's two damage plus the quality of the asset you're using, which you very smartly changed to one. And I'm mm-hmm. shocked that this actually sounds correct. Uh, so this is a big move here. You okay. need three successes. I'm going to add a die. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. add a die. Just one? I can add two. Okay. 
Because yeah. I have to spend three momentum total of our four to do it. Yes, yeah. I'm going to do that. Big move. Maybe you'll get some extra successes, get some of that momentum back. Maybe you'll get a complication. No complication, no complication, no complication. <laughs> I rolled a nine, mm-hmm. a six, mm-hmm. four, an 18, mm-hmm. and a natural one. Oh, five successes. Okay, so holy moly, you bank two momentum and you strike him. Walk me through this strike. You get that Chris knife. Where does it hit him? Ribs, neck. Okay, I am going to, it's going to slide quick, like very swiftly between a rib and I'm going to twist. Oh. And up. And, uh, yeah, he looks hurt. He looks hurt. He only had f- essentially five hit points. So one more strike like that, and you will kill him if that's your choice. Your Chris knife has been drawn. She will but- kill him. She will kill him. <laughs> All right, it's his turn. He is hurt. He's frazzled. He's going to move boldly because the first thing he wants to do is get your Chris knife off of his body because it's going to force you to have to move it back and then take another action to attack. So he wants to parry that away. Um, The problem is his Chris knife, because he was so bold, he overextended himself into your right guard. It's it's going to take too long to bring the better weapon back to try and move it away. So he's got to use this little tiny needle, this bodkin, to try and push it away. Uh, otherwise, I I'm, I'm just don't have the threat uh, to do it. So I'm going to move my bodkin. Well, uh, it, uh, oh boy, what the hell do I want to do here? I want to move boldly. So I think I'm, I'm over-explaining it, but I think what I want to do is try and move my knife onto your bo- my Chris knife onto your body, and if I succeed, I can move your Chris knife back to my right guard. Okay. All right, I'm going to throw up. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Short blades, battle, power. I deserve to have everything I want. <laughs> what a scumbag! And you thought he was so cool. That was Ethan. Uh, I will spend a point of threat to get a third die. How many threat does that put me at? Down to three, I think. Three threat? Uh, you were at five. You spent two to take initiative. And then I think you spent one more doing something else on your other attack. I think you are correct. I did. I, I bought two. another die. So I'm down to two. So I'm only going to spend one. Shoot. I'm running out of threat. Can you guys still give me some threat? All right. Here we go. Oh, no. That's not good. Uh, I rolled a 15, a 19, and a 9. So that's only one success. Stuck in the shield. Uh, I will use a point of determination to re-roll one die. It's got to be under a 15. Natural 20. I don't want to help you or anything, but couldn't instead you have made one an automatic one? I could have, but I did it. But I did it. I have to make that decision before I roll. He's cocky. He's brash. So I rolled them all out there. The best I can do is use the determination to re-roll. Yes, that's way smarter to do it that way. But I, I I was cocky. I thought three dice would be enough. I wanted to save my determination. Uh, So this is bad. Not only do I fail. I cannot keep the initiative. 
Nora, you can move one of my assets anywhere you want. So you could like move my, well, you probably want to move my bodkin over to your gar. I don't know what you want to do. It's up to you. And I'm going to let you guys brainstorm the complication. Uh, not one come up with- <laughs> Did you buy? Did, sorry, did you buy a another die with thread for that for that move? I did. Okay, because you, I, if you're using, I'm just just looking at Fade Routh's sheet here, and he has a talent called Bold, where yes. if he buys another die, he can re-roll that die uh, if on a uh, after after spending threat. That uh, is true. Uh, I forgot to look at the at the talents. Uh, that's my bad because I didn't look at that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let this play out to see what happens here. Uh, let's let you guys come up with some. I'm gonna say brainstorm because I'm gonna you're not gonna be like oh the cave crashes and falls on his head and kills everybody <laughs> except you guys. Uh, what's a good complication here? Uh, and then Nora, where do you want to put one of my assets? Um. So potentially, I could move your Chris knife back. Yeah. Right. You could go to the area yep, back to my right guard. Le- okay, what are the other options? I don't. Can- uh, you could move the bodkin to my right guard, which kind of like, in game terms, it like exposes my flank as I'm turning this way. Uh, maybe from your stab to me. Uh, to me, it makes the most sense to put the Chris knife back because yeah. it's farther away from away you. Away from myself. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was leaning towards. Yeah, or put the Chris knife on your person because you just want to show off. I no? yeah, I could just take. No, I'm not going to okay. do that. Oh, Unless it's bad. like in my pocket. <laughs> All right, this is very bad. Uh, and I, what? I only have one threat right now, left. That's right. Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> what is the? What, what are we coming up here with for complications? You know, I'm gonna stay on brand. I really like making Fremen come to our side. What if that Henri Fremen that was angry uh, at us invading the siege, decided to kind of disobey the, um, what do you call the leader of the siege? Naib. Naib. And was just sort of spying on us, but maybe they uh, come up behind the Sardaukar. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, what if he um, drops a weapon? It was like dis- that's what I was thinking, like a disarm. Mm. Mm. That's more appropriate to the circumstance. <laughs> yeah, I like where your head's at, though, Becca. Story-wise, um, mm-hmm. dropping a weapon would be uh, would definitely be more in the the zone of the duel. Um, Skid, do you want to weigh in? Uh, what if he has diarrhea? Oh yeah, <laughs> I like Help, that. Helpful as always. That's a complication. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty complicated, and, like, <laughs> and, and not to gross everybody out, but in a still suit, that's a real problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's overload the still suit. It's like, yeah, still suit's like, oh come on, you're really in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> this is an off-brand right, still suit. I can't handle this one. I'm gonna, uh, Beck. I like your idea, and I'm gonna hold on to it um, as like a further plot development because if you do survive this, knowing those fremen are there. Uh, maybe your only chance at finding a new life, but I will. Uh, I will take the drops. Uh, drops a weapon option, and I'm going to say he drops his Chris knife. Yes. And because I failed to move uh, subtly or boldly, however the hell I moved, I cannot keep the initiative. Get him. Yeah. You have a chance to uh, go in for the kill here. Into oh, the corner. Stabby, stabby. Okay. Um, now, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just? straight up attack do you want to uh, move I mean moving boldly and subtly doesn't even make sense at this point right yeah I get yeah I okay. guess 
Right, you just need to go in for the kill. Uh, you don't have to worry about his assets. One's on the ground, and the other one's a quality zero bodkin. So, I'm going to roll to set the difficulty for you. Okay. Uh, I rolled exactly a 15 and a 7. So that's three successes, and I'll spend my last point of threat to up the difficulty to four. Oh, wow. Uh, then I'm going to spend momentum for an additional die. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. And you have a Chris knife, which and is I quality one. Knife. So that's going to lower it again. So it's it's difficulty three, and you've got three dice. This is it for the kill. I rolled a nat one. <gasps> oh, yes. A 13 and a 14. Oh. Okay. And what was your total? 16, uh, right? 16. Oh, yeah. It was 16? Four successes. That's yeah. four successes. So you bank a momentum. As we uh, say on our Pathfinder shows, describe your kill. Corin. <laughs> uh. uh plies apart the uh, the Chris knife from his ribs licks the blood as she stares him straight in the eye and then stabs him right in the neck oh. <laughs> in a moment just... it happens right. I want to pull a gum jabar on my mother oh not nice kill. nice alright alright let's go oh boy I'm, I'm bebopping and scatting here Let, you know what let's have a quick ad break we'll be back <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. We're back. Um, all right. Let me... Oh, man. All right. Let me take you to a new map here that I am quickly uh, fixing as we go. Corin, These are the zones here. So Aurelius is back in the top zone, hiding behind a crate. Delessa and Ferris. We'll, we'll, we'll work out here how this worked. I had Corin and Dresden uh, in the middle here, and then the Sardaukars were uh, were back here with uh, his dead Thurman, uh, with Elena uh, or Elena. Elenia. Elenia. Insania. Insania in the membrania. <laughs> Can I take Dresden's Chris knife? You. Dirty Fremen thief. <laughs> oh, I loot the body. How yeah. dare you? Um, yes, you, you can. You absolutely can. Uh, I will say there was a moment there before we get into this where you could do that. Just putting the name here. Now, I know you had said, Delessa, you were moving closer uh, to Elena to do this. I think that's the, not possible. I it's see not it possible. Now. However, like you're actually in a better position because the way ranged weapons work in this game, it's actually harder uh, to throw a ranged weapon in a uh, adjacent zone. You add one difficulty if you're trying to throw a weapon in a adjacent zone. So it was more like from moving them from the back of this zone all <laughs> the way up to the front, little flavor move. But now to throw that dart at her, it will not add one D. It's just. Uh, whatever she sets the difficulty at. Folks, this is the final battle. We're in it right now. Uh, Thurman is dead. Dresden is dead. Corrin has just picked up his uh, quality one Chris knife. So you now have dual wielding quality one Chris knives. Pharos has a gun. And there are two Sardukar soldiers, the most elite killers in the known universe. And they are guarding Elena Houdin. I am going to let you start the combat, and I'm going to let Delessa lead because she's been holding on to that combat jabbar since I started talking. 
just throw it at her? Is that the, I think the actually uh, I that was my intention, but I'm not sure. She is my mother. There are many questions I have if I get the chance to ask them. So I'm actually going to change my target to the Sardaukar on her right. Ooh. Now, mm. a lot of different ways we can do this. Uh, however... Yeah, I'm not going to worry about that. One thing I was going to say is you could, like, the dart is an asset that you, like, move to one zone, and then the next round you move to the other. I'm not going to worry about that. Uh, you can throw you could throw that dart directly at him. He's going to set the, dif- uh, the difficulty by his roll. So, oh, boy. Someone's going to die. Sardaukar, Aurelius in the back there, but Corin did not take a scratch, which is huge. Last thing I'll say here, above each of you, I don't know if you guys can see this, I've added what is your, for lack of a better word, hit points. You're all major characters, so you all have... it's all ex- extended tasks to try to kill or incapacitate you. I have Corin at eight for her battle. Delessa, I put at seven, and I'll tell you why. Because I think Delessa's most important skill in this situation is justice. I will protect those in my care. So seven was more impro- appropriate than your uh, eight score of power. I did the same thing with Pharos. Pharos, I made yours seven uh, for uh, truth. Because mm-hmm. uh, knowledge's power didn't quite sit, and six is far too low. Aurelius, I gave you an eight because of your uh, duty. I am House Houdin. Okay. House Houdin is me. So. Um. I have a question. Yes. I have a thing that says to fight someone is to know them. Do I gain any knowledge from this fight? You know. That Dresden is dead. No, you know. <laughs> Good stuff. You are. It, you that learn checks, yes. Learning how they <laughs> think. And uh, when you win a conflict using the chosen skill, you gain two bonus momentum points. Woo! Oh, which nice. Which you may use to obtain information or to create a trait that represents some knowledge or insight you've gained about your opponent. So, you. you dealer's choice. Do you want the momentum, or do you got a cool idea for a trait here? I'll be honest, a creative trait here might tip the scales. Yeah, guys, what do you what mm-hmm. do you think? Good I use think of you, talent. I think How do you change to, the scenery? I think, I think yeah. you have to spend them now. I don't think you can bank them. Oh, the momentum yeah. bank, yeah. So yeah. yeah, let's do the, the trait. Any suggestions? Um, maybe it's knowledge about Sardaukar. Because I feel like they're the bigger threat. Maybe we can talk to Elenia. Yeah, if, uh, do I, can I gain knowledge of their defenses? Any weaknesses that they have? Um, yes. So, they're pretty, they're pretty (laughs) tough. Um, Mm -hmm. but everyone is susceptible to poison. Hmm. So how about the trait I give you is you notice nearby on all of these crates that they've loaded in uh, an open crate full of tinctures. Oh. And I I give the hand signal to Delessa. Yeah. Toss that on the old gom. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, these guys are so badass you might have to cheat to win here. Delessa, I'm going to set the difficulty for you. Battle. 
8. Duty 8. Their duty statement, my knife is never sheathed. <laughs> Here we go. Got to get under a 16. And anything under an 8 is two successes. I rolled an 8 and a 3. 4 difficulty. Ooh. Uh, oh, right wow. out I mean, the gate. Um, well, just a little bit of business. When I see corn, give me the hand signal of what's in the crate. Um, Aurelius speaks a little hand sign, so I'll, behind my back, give that to, to the uh, our friend hiding amongst the crates. <laughs> it's just a sword it's like sticking out. a telephone. Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> So we have three momentum and zero threat. Uh, I'm not worried about giving you threat, but if I spend one momentum for an extra die, is it still just one threat for the first threat-related extra die? Skin, mm. you seem to think no. The the currency, it's it's it yeah, stacks. They're all depend- basically every everything's worth the same. They just have different names. So you would have to get yeah one momentum and then two more threat. To get a total of two dice. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave two momentum for you all, and I'm going to give him two threat. Ooh. So you gain two dice. So you're going to be rolling four dice against difficulty four. And tell me what skills you're using here. I am using. Mm, at this point, uh, uh, justice to protect those in my care seems good, but really, I, my whole intention, I mean, when I was speaking to my mother, I, I could have gone to her side and tried to convince her that I could help her in this, but really, I think she's dishonoring the Bene Gesserit, and, and that goes against everything that I thought that I knew. Um, yeah. So Your whole I think worldview completely yeah, sure. I think I must destroy her for the Benny Gesserit above all else. I mean, more than me getting out of this alive with my friends. That's what matters to me. So I think mm-hmm. power. <clears throat> and uh, wow, I wish anything but battle made sense I know, here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now battle uh, doesn't look as good. Uh, oh. Command? But if I do kill a Sardaukar, that will inspire the F out of my companions. <laughs> Get your True. communicate skill out of here. Uh, I'll, I'll let you choose between battle and discipline. I think oh, that's... Oh, okay. Yeah. Discipline? Sure. Yeah, yeah you're, you're commanding here. Uh, you're leading the charge. Yeah. Uh, the I'm signaling to them that the duel is over and the killing time is now. Yeah. So, uh, okay, <laughs> discipline, command... Yep. And, power, and one so of your personality traits is commander. So, like, you're really leading the charge here. You're letting everybody know the battle has begun. Kill or be killed. And hopefully, and hopefully Aurelius reads the uh, poison is in the crate instead of uh, the hoisin is in the mate. And now just uh, let me know, did you put anything on your gomja bar or it's just a, it's a quality zero gomja bar? Oh, I'd have to spend momentum to do that? Uh, we're all friends here. Oh, I put something on it. Okay. All right, so without knowing what this tincture is, you can very quickly grab it and put it on there. Uh, all right, go ahead. 
Um, although I believe the quality of it is that it is poison, and if it touches you, you die instantly. If it touches yeah. skin, I think you're right. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, the difficulty's four. You're spending a lot of stuff here. I mean, this is huge. Aurelius isn't going to kill Lisa out of car. Go for it. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <gasps> All right, I've got. Uh, I needed below a fifteen. And I've got a 4, an 8, and a 13. Um, a 7 was my focus or below. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4 successes, and a nat 20. Oh, there we go. Okay. Good news, bad news. Good yeah. news, bad news. <laughs> wow. Okay. The poison is actually the serum that they use to make... Captain America. <laughs> and now the Sardaukar's stats have all doubled. Oh, no. now. Is that fair? Uh, that's way worse than Hoisin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alright, here's the complication. You hit him, but it's a slow-acting poison, so he doesn't immediately fall. Got always got to check the expiration dates on your Gamjabars, people. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I guess a Gamjabar is an auto kill. That we right? just saw Elmo give uh, receive is that um, the Gamjabar yeah. holds instant death. Yeah, it's a fun complication, but it's not really true to the the Dune universe. Damn it, Becca! You're yes, a good I'm lawyer. Sorry. It's your game. Uh, you can tell me no. Right. No, I'm gonna do it. Uh, the complication is the cave collapses on Delessa, and she. <laughs> Bonked by a stalactite. It lands <laughs> directly on her. Impaled. And uh, a little bit lands on the crate of poison, which then leaks into Explodes. her into her open wounds. Uh, no, <laughs> about okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to say the complication is the last living Sardukar uh, gets a free movement right up to Corin. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's pretty complicated because uh, now he doesn't have to move subtly or boldly. He can just go to attack. Yikes. Now it's up to you guys. Do you want to try and keep the initiative here or do you want to let one of my cool guys go? Cool guy is right up on me. No. <laughs> okay. Only two left. Yeah, let's spin the last of our momentum and uh-huh. corn go crazy. Yeah. That Gomjabar uh, is clutch, but also now it's gone. Yeah. Like if you had missed, that is finding a heedle, <sighs> needle in a in a <laughs> stack. I love that. Just <laughs> flicks, hits a Sardaukar uh-huh. soldier, drops him. Uh, but then this other one steps up to you, Corin. You want to spend two? Do you even have two? Yeah, you have two momentum. Mm-hmm. Now you'll have zero momentum to my two threat. Spend it. Now you've got to just either give me threat or what do you want to do? Ooh. Okay. Um. So he's right. I've got two Chris knives. How nobody much, likes the braggart. How much threat to attack twice? <laughs> how much threat to attack twice? Uh, well, what you can do is, I believe it's move subtly. I'll look it up, okay. and if you succeed, that's a that's a difficulty two. Um, you can then act again at a plus one D. Okay. Okay. Uh, the only issue is you're moving subtly. You're really trying to attack. You're not yeah. really moving. Yeah, yeah um, I want to attack. Especially yeah. if he's come up right to my face. 
Yeah. So I'm gonna kind of I'm, I'm gonna mix the the rules here uh, because he should be setting the difficulty. Um, here's what I'll set. I'll set the difficulty with the Sardukar. And if you succeed, you can then uh, attack again at a plus one D. Now, the difficulty might be raised for you to do that, so I'll let you choose what you want to do. Uh, Okay, so... Six and a two on the dice, so that's four successes. You can either just try to straight-up attack him at at a difficulty four, and if you succeed, you'll do three points of damage to his eight hit points because mm-hmm. he's he's a badass. This isn't a five hit point Dresden Tyloris. This is an eight. Yeah. That's four difficulty. Or is this crazy? Is this crazy if I do this? Yeah. Or difficulty five and if you succeed on that you can act. You can attack again. Wow. <laughs> okay. Does he have a shield too? He has, he has a shield. Uh, he doesn't. This guy does doesn't not have a shield. Well, let me see. Uh, <laughs> Shoot the light gun. He does have a shield. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I said about the sardine. Okay, Who's the light gun anyway? Yeah, no. Uh, he's got a shield. Oh, yes. He's got a shield. It's mm-hmm. quality zero. Just making sure at the start of a duel to increase the martial quality. Okay. Yep. Someone could disable that. Yeah, but the, the blade's going to get by the shield. The shield is there to prevent the laser gun prevent more than anything. Yeah. yeah. And this isn't a duel. This is a straight-up skirmish. Mm-hmm. So yeah. difficulty four or five, what do you want to do? Uh, I think, because I, I can't spend any more no, momentum, no momentum. So I'm going to keep it down to a four because okay. I can't add any dice. Okay, difficulty four. If you succeed, you'll do three damage to Well, you could give him a threat. Yep. Don't forget about determination, too, if you have that, and you're using something that is in line with your drive statement. Um, okay. Um, power, I mean, power comes out of knife's edge. Yep. Yep. So yep. I can use that? You sure can. You can spend one to have an automatic crick success, but then you don't roll that die. Or you can do like stupid Dresden and wait till after the roll to reroll. No, I'll do. You have, to have the determination to spend though, right? Yeah, and I, I don't yeah. know what determination I have to be honest. Yeah, you start with one, then you did use. Did you ever it. spend? I don't. I don't think in, I ever did. In the I second you episode, you did, but I. Oh. You know, I think uh, every new, every new scene does it replenish determination. I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, I don't look think at my. Game Master screen. I think the only way you get determination is, uh, yeah, you gain one determination when you challenge or comply on a drive test. When okay. you're doing something against your nature. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it means I don't have that. You don't. All right. So we're going to go for the lower success. Uh, How many dice you're rolling? Well, I can only roll two, right? We don't have any... Give me a little more threat. You can give me three threat and have two more dice. Yes, yes. Or one. Ah, three. What do you guys say? He's going to do nasty things if we put him up to five threat. So we'll do two. No, do one. Either one or three are your options. Let's do one. Okay. Yeah, I got my back against the wall now. I'm going to get, I'm going to get dirty. All right. Here we go. Oh, God. Oh, no. 
I rolled a nine, a One three, success. and I rolled Two a nat six. 20. Oh, <laughs> man. Jeepers. I, my, my dice rolls were so good. Until they weren't. Okay. Okay. Wow, okay. so not only did you fail, because that was only three successes. Titus, you've got a complication. Yep. We're running out of options. Someone's going to have to get diarrhea. have <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this, is, this is super mean. The complication is, I'm going to attack twice. Mm. Oh, oh no! <laughs> it's episode five. Yep. I'm on vacation after this. No, <laughs> again, again. If I die, I get a pregen. I'm not rolling up a whole other. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. I got you a pregen. Uh, you can that may go for everyone. You yeah. me. I'll email Jared after this. He'll have a pregen done by midnight, and we'll be ready to go. <laughs> and don't forget, there's all those fremen that may be your friends. If you survive, you could just you don't have to change your contacts. You can still be a fremen. Uh, my name's Sporin. <laughs> I could have changed the name. Uh, all right, so roll to set the difficulty here for my Sardaukar that's going to attack you twice. We'd be two sets of difficulty here. So you're going to roll just like you were trying to attack me, and that's going to set the difficulty. I roll two D20s. Two D20s, uh, and you're using uh, battle and power. Yeah. Okay. Anything eight or under is going to count as two successes. I rolled a 13 and a 15. So that's two, right? Both are, your your target was 16? All right, mm-hmm. so my difficulty is two. How many threat do I have? Five. Uh, that's my job. You have three threat. <laughs> oh, three. Thank you so much, Becca. Um Sardaukar have this cool talent called Master at Arms. At the start of a dual skirmish or battle, the Sardaukar may spend one point of threat to increase a martial asset they have by plus one quality. Oh, I have that too. For that con- for oh. this conflict. Cool. So I'm going to do that. So that adds plus one. I'm doing battle and duty. But if I have Master at Arms, does that cancel each other out? Uh, so, uh, no, you know what it would do is you can make your Chris Knife quality two if you give me a point of threat. And you can do this uh, if you want. Think about it. Okay. If you're still alive after I'm done attacking you. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, man, so this is, I got a plus one quality coming in hot. Okay. That is one fail and only one success. Yes. It will go up to two successes because of the quality of my blade which is enough to do damage to you no <laughs> plus one blade two so you take three points of damage you go down with to my five. shield ah uh, your shield your shield will cancel out uh something uh we'll say the shield cancels out one point of that damage it's, kind of, it's very loosey-goosey here so you take two so you go from eight to, to six. six but because of the complication i get to attack again same situation a 19 and an 11. So same thing. You take two points of damage. Oh, man. Half down. Okay. All right, so you're down to half. That could have been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. How mm-hmm. rapid is rapid recovery? <laughs> <laughs> Not rapid enough. <laughs> All right. Do I want to spend two points of threat to seize the initiative and let Elania go? No. Nah, you don't need to... 
do awesome. that. Mm. No. Mm. Does Elenia have a Gamja bar? She can just throw at Pharos? Oh, and that was a whole asset. Kill him? Hmm. Let's see what the Lady hmm. Jessica has. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, she's got uh, a lot of cool stuff. She's got the voice, hyper-awareness. You know what? I'm not going to seize the initiative. I'm going to hold on to my threat and right. let one of you go. All that's left is Aurelius and Pharos and Elenia in this round. Did you spend a threat in that Sardaukar attack? <laughs> I did, to mm-hmm. up the quality of my weapon. Mm. Mm. Right. Pharos has a gun. Uh-huh. Pharos has a gun. Do I, now that the now that the uh, starter cars moved out of the way, do I have a clear shot at uh, Elenia? Sure do. Does she have a shield? No, man. She's got a pretty dress. <laughs> but she's a god! <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, you shoot at the devil. You best not miss. That's right. Um. Hmm. It's really carving up our friend. But yeah, uh. Actually, I'll. Yeah, they're working for her, yes? Mm hmm. They're her loyal. Um. It's great. It's just one Sadakar protecting her now that Dresden foolishly went to battle with Korn. Okay, oh, can I'm we. Going to, oh, sorry. Oh, go for it. Well, can we can can we use threat to remove a trait from a scene? Yeah, is that two? Is that two? Threat or momentum? It's uh, two. Yeah. So can we spend two threat to remove the trait Sardaukar from the Sardaukar? <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> we do that. You can you can remove the silent uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> like what? what's my job again? Sometimes I think the questions can be really good, and then you always get me. Always get me. Don't worry, I'm gonna kill you back there. Okay, <laughs> I'm cheerleading from behind the crate. <laughs> okay, I'm, a crate of poison. Ferus uh, shouts out, "Not another move!" As he kind of raises the 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 laser gun so that. All can see that it's pointed at Elenia. Um, it seems to me that your your husband, who you've taken such great pains to resurrect, making yourself a hero, now unfortunately is bleeding to death on the floor of a cave. And I should hope. And tell me when you need me to roll. I should hope as his face changes that perhaps we can have a more amenable conversation if we all understand that there are things that we can offer to one another as now the face of uh, Dresden, Tyloris is uh, holding a, um, uh, a, uh, a gun on her. Don't you agree, my betrothed? 
<laughs> oh, that was great. Twists right bef- and turns. Right before you did that, I was looking at one of, because I'm using Lady Jessica for her, one of her talents is passive scrutiny. When mm-hmm. Jessica enters a scene, she may know one piece of hidden information as if she's spent threat to obtain that information. And what I was going to do is reveal you. Yeah. Oh. And now you just revealed <laughs> yourself. I'm just reveal myself. It's, I'm backs against the wall here. God, you're good. And Aurelius jumps up. He's like, I see. That's what I was trying to say with the hand signals. I'm... <laughs> Oh, ah. no. <laughs> ah, yes. A Benet Lelaxu. Your kind has been most helpful to me over the years. And I agree that you can continue to be helpful. But only you. Remove Delessa and the Fremen. And join me. Or take arms against me. And die. And she uses the voice. <gasps> Flavor voice. <laughs> Echoes in your head. Die. And this, and a lot really comes down to this. How loyal is Pharaoh's really? <gasps> this is my question. Mm-hmm. It's my question. Here it is. How loyal is he loyal to the Tleiloxu? To Delessa. I look over my shoulder at him questioningly. He's got a gun pointed just past you. Mm-hmm. Or on you. I flash back through all of the fun times we had, eating ice cream, <laughs> skipping through the palace, uh, spying on Aurelius. Baby takes the moon and There is part of me. Now, Troy, I feel as though this is a moment where, like, yeah, he's spent years in this role. Um, and and to the point where like he might lose himself in it. Um, but I think like ultimately, always, he's a tool for the for the faction that made him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'll propose something to you, and you tell me if this is dumb. I I doubt it will be. It's dumb. I hate it. <laughs> I want to roll. Uh huh. And I think maybe oh. the role here is um, is maybe just flat, uh, like, duty. My duty is a five. And I think if I roll under a five, my allegiance is with House Sudan, that I've, that I've gone, that I've gone native. But Ooh. there's a much greater possibility that I'm, uh, that my conditioning takes over. The way these things work is I'm, a, I'm like a human time bomb. At this moment, perhaps, like the conditioning of the Thilaxu wakes up, and I realize that I was put here for just this purpose. Manchurian candidate. Exactly. Yeah. And so With this role will, de- this role will decide. <laughs> Worst case scenario. Does this, sound, does this sound right? Oh my god. I mean, the odds are so stacked the against House Sudan. for House Sudan. pitch. I roll a difficulty, and you're on my side if you don't beat my difficulty. <laughs> it could come down to how persuasive you, you've been over this time. I can time. use yeah. the voice on you. Yeah. <sighs> so much ice cream. 
<laughs> yeah. Do you want to do it like that? Do you want to make this a contest? Yes. Yes. Okay. A contest between you and Delessa, because Delessa, you see him questioning you this situation. See, you can see it in my eyes. Like, that, that part of me is like fighting a, a voice in my head that is just like, the time has come. Do your true, your true duty, the intention for which you were made. Kill them all. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, so yeah, what would you, what's the thing I have to be? And, this, and in this case, it maybe just wouldn't be the uh, um, the flat five. Instead, Delessa will set the difficulty by yeah. her command to you, great, uh, or whatever you want to do, Delessa. I love mm-hmm. this because you know when you think about it, if you look at this, even though Dresden's dead, Tylor Thurman is dead, the Sardaukar is dead, the Gomjabar is gone, and it's a Sardaukar soldier and this Bene Gesserit. Against an uh, an unarmed Delessa yeah. and a war and a warrior in Corin who just got struck twice by the Sardaukar, and then Aurelius is your is your buffing cleric uh, hiding behind the boxes. Great. So the, the tides have turned here, Delessa. How do you want to set the difficulty of this check? Um, I would like to set it as high as I can, <laughs> and then um, he'll have to beat it to go against. The voice with which I say to him, This one is not loyal to Tilaxlu. She is an abomination. Great. Okay, so what's the. What am I trying to hit or exceed? This sounds like a uh, discipline command. Yeah. And, uh, uh. What do you think, Becca? Truth, power, justice? Still? Oh, God. It's like Benny Gesserit versus Tuluxu. Tuluxu. Yeah. So I think my power is Benny Gesserit related. I would say oh, that. Okay. All right. So you gotta, you're got you aiming for a 15 here. Anything under 7 uh, is a crit. But then you use the voice as well, which allows you to add 1, 2, or 3 points of threat uh, to up the difficulty for uh, Ross. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You can roll first to see what you get and then decide how much threat you want to spend to make it even harder uh, for Ross. For Ferris. Okay. So roll uh, under 15. Anything under 7 counts is two successes. So I'm rolling two first. PVP. PVP. A 4 and a 12. So that's three successes so far. All right. Okay. So that's a difficulty three. You can make that four, five, or six, depending on how much threat you want to give. With the power of the voice. Well, is he allowed to (laughs) give threat to? In this case, Troy, would I, to bump up my roll, spend threat? Yes. Oh, Oh, yeah, because you're on his side. You're on Troy's side now. I will loan Pharaoh's threat. Yeah, I'll be. I'll spend it for Ross to try okay, and turn. Okay. Well, it. then here's the thing, because I get a better deal of one for one. <laughs> you sure do. Uh, versus the escalating cost, mm-hmm. then I'll spend three, and okay. that's going to make it a difficulty six. And then what? How much threat do I have left? Any? You have five. Five left. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. You had, you had to. You gave him three. Yeah. All right, Ross. Let's have some fun here. Difficulty Great. six. So, okay. Duty was the uh, was the um, drive I chose. Skill. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Is it your face dancing or no? Wait. Uh, where are you here? For this, 
For the skill, I actually think this might come down to understand. Yeah. How much does how much does he understand about what he truly is and what his his heart and mind really tell him? Is he just a weapon? Is he just a thing, a tool, or is, is there something in him that is truly loyal, that truly cares about the uh, the relationship that he's yeah. that he's built up over this? It'd time. be that or discipline, I think, would be the two. Right. Yeah. But they both they understand definitely that works. So you're yeah, thinking understand and duty? Yes. Okay, that's a thirteen. Uh, deductive reasoning doesn't really fall in here, so the only so. crit you're going to get is a one. I'm going to spend three threat to give you two more dice. Okay. So you're going to roll four dice, and you need six successes, and that basically means you either need ones or mm-hmm. rolls under thirteen. This is four a pretty, dice. pretty. I don't know here. I don't know. Need, that means you need a natural one for this to succeed. Right. And then I keep two threat for myself. My target is 13? Yes. Yeah, this is basically impossible. <laughs> oh. You need two nat ones. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, uh, yeah. So if you... But I can still roll... So if I roll under a focus that... Or if I roll under a skill that does not have a focus, I don't get the extra success? Right. All right. This does feel like it fits under traps, though. Yeah, you're definitely trapped. Oh, yep. Let's yeah, let's up the ante. This is a uh, classic play Loxu trap. Okay. Oh, I can't God. even look. Why did I say that out loud? <laughs> what was the number I had to be? Six. Thirteen. Six. Or under seven. Oh. Okay, that was the number of successes I had to get. Okay, I've made it. all the rolls. You see the lay's gun tremble in uh in the hands of Dresden Dolores. His um, eyes that are not the, the eyes of Pharaohs that you know, like look at you, Telessa, as after you've said that, that these intentions are not the true intentions of Leoxu, that this is an abomination, speaking with her own will and not, not the will of the, of the faction that made me. And you see my eyes narrow as, as uh, Dresden looks at you. And then with an impassive gaze, looks at um, Elenia and blasts her right in the fucking face. <laughs> oh my god. Pharos oh. has chose House Who Dan. Uh, wow. Okay. Wow. Delessa really would cool. be sweating if she didn't have the Pranabendu pron ability <laughs> to hold it in. Unless <laughs> you're wearing a still suit right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Or okay, maybe she how just mu- use a lot of right guard. Mm-hmm. How much momentum do you guys have right now? Still zero. Oh. Still zero? Yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead, and uh, I, I want to say that the whole thing that happened between Delessa and Faris was like a mini-game. Okay. I'm going to keep your initiative, take the shot on right. uh, Elenia. And I'm going to have her set the difficulty for you. Great. Uh, hers is going to be... Uh, it's not really battle. Discipline? And faith. Okay. The discipline focus is self-control. 
which doesn't really sound good here, so I'm just going to set difficulties. Natural one and a oh. five. Oh. So that's wow. going to be uh, three successes that set your difficulty at three to hit her. Uh, your laser gun, we'll say, is quality one. You found a quality one laser gun. So if you hit, you'll do three points of damage. Okay. It's battle and duty, I feel like. I am now, I am now completely dutiful to Her Highness Delessa Houdin. Um, and I want to I want to give you some threat to buy another dice because right now I'm just working with two. It's smart. If you hit here, you'll do you'll take away half of her HP in one shot. All right, here we go. Three um, three dice. Here we go. Got to get under can eleven. You, can you spend bonus momentum earned on an attack roll to inflict more damage? Does that work? <sighs> that sounds right, but Ross seems like he may have struggled here. I just oh. got one success. One oh, no. success. All that power struggle and you couldn't even aim. <laughs> yeah, not, not built for it. Oops. Womp and also womp. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Let's have some fun. It's her turn. Oh, no. She, just because I think this is interesting story-wise, <laughs> she uses the voice on Aurelius. Mm. Oh, no. And what she's going to say is, kill the Tleilaxu. (gasps) So, let's work out how this is going to go down. (laughs) I wish I had some popcorn. (laughs) I'd be stress eating right now. (laughs) So, I uh, spend up three points. It's a communicate test. I get automatic successes. Uh, to try and force you to do this. Communicate is uh, six for her. And I think it is... uh, I'm going to stick with faith. So... Trying to think what are the best the best way that this works. I can spend up to three points of threat to buy automatic successes on a communicate test. Um, And how many points of threat do I have left? Three. Three. All right. I'm going to spend them all to set the difficulty at three for you to resist this voice. Okay. And if you fail, the comp- the result will be on your turn, which is the last turn of the round here, you have to move to attack Pharos with your shaky sword. Okay. <laughs> And it's either because way, you think that he's, he's no, evil. You're fine either way. Just, <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> Never know. Nat one. So what do you want to roll here, Skid, to try and okay, resist I'll the roll power. discipline and duty. Okay. So, and I don't have a focus, so that is uh, just 13 or lower. 13 or lower, uh, but you need three successes. So do you want to give yeah. me some threat? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta give you a point of threat to get at least one more die. So. I'll take it. Uh, that's two successes and a nat twenty. Oh my gracious, <laughs> man! You are red hot with those nat twenties. Yeah. All right, Wrong so game. she commands <laughs> yep. you, and something in your mind tells you that. What you knew all along, the minute you saw him when he was climbing up that rock change, this guy's bad news. So the complication is you can move for free right up to Pharos, and now it's your turn. 
to attack him with this sword. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Pharos, you'll set the difficulty here uh, because you turn around and you see Aurelius uh, coming at you. So, uh, battle. Yeah, battle and. You could also, I would argue, understand like what is happening here. Uh, yeah, I would. I, I will go with understand to try to faint and uh, and. Uh, yeah, let's do, go. Do let's go faith. Let's go justice. Ju- justice. Okay. All right, that's going to be an 11. I've got to roll under uh, anything under 11 here. I got I could roll two eights, so that's two successes. All right, Skid, so you are attacking him with a difficulty two. If you hit, you will do three points of damage to Pharos. Okay, so I'm going to do battle and power. So, okay. the swords we found are level one. Yeah, everything, every weapon you found was of quality one. Wow. So, I mean, it's gonna. Well, you're doing what? Battle and battle and and power. Battle and power. All right. So it's a ten. Yeah. Uh, and your battle, you don't have a focus in it. Uh, power by hook or by crook. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All right. Um, if you, anything under 10, you need two successes. If you do, Pharos gets hit. Okay. I roll a natural one. Two successes. Nope. And a natural 20. <laughs> oh, my <Wow>. God. <laughs> All right. So Uh-oh. the complication is... Boundary. It, the like, complication is... I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> my complication is I'm going to turn that 20 into another success. You hit Pharos and do three points of damage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So I'm down. Three points, you say? Yep. So now you're down to uh, four, uh, as it were. Uh, So it is a new round, and perhaps the last round. You guys can go. There are two enemies left, or three, if you count Aurelius. Who wants to go first? Horn, I feel like you got to redeem your attack on that Sardaukar. Yes, and because uh, it's either I attack or I get attacked. Here's an idea I'm going to throw out to you. Spend momentum or give threat to increase the quality of your Chris knife even further so that if you did, do hit, you'll do even more damage. Uh, and move subtly to try and uh, attack twice. I don't know. It's tough here because Pharos can't shoot him and Aurelius is playing for the wrong team. Yep. So I, I God, do you need to move because you were already? In, I'm already in there. Combat range so can, with the side Oh right, yeah, you so don't have to move I, subtly. You just attack and then seize the initiative to attack again at a plus one D. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I'm spending to increase the um, quality of my knife. Yeah, we'll say okay. that like something in the in the fight with Dresden. Made it sharper. I don't know. Right. So uh, two I don't dice. know if we can do this, but let's so we rolling get two that dice, up. but potentially. Okay. Oh wait! At a, as a master of arms, what do I? Can I increase? Yeah, you can spend threat to uh, increase the quality of it even further. But I think you did that already, or we talked about it, but you didn't actually we do it. We talked about it, but we didn't do it, so I could do it now. Yeah, so, I mean, again, I don't know 100% how this works, but I think it's fun. You could get, you could be making this attack at a quality four, which, if you hit, would do six points of damage. Okay, but I'm still rolling just two dice. Yes, but let me set the difficulty first, so he's going to okay. try to block this. 
Uh, that is battle and duty. Oh, no. Uh, two successes. I rolled a 13 and a 12, which are both under 16, uh, but not under the 8 necessary to make that multiple successes. So two successes. Okay. Is How what you need. How many threat did she need to spend? Because Master she, Arms says you can go one for one with moment, momentum, but we don't have any of that. Yeah. Master so Arms. So you can do one threat instead of two? Uh, so does yours say threat for, or momentum for Master at Arms? Because the starter card says spend threat. Uh, yours says momentum. See. I think so. I have to check the roll 20. I'm looking at it. Okay. And uh, do you have any momentum to spend? Nope. Okay. So no. you'd have to double you'd have to double it up. Spend two threat to bring it up to a quality three. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. Rock and roll. <sighs> All right, so three dice. Mm-hmm. Or Excuse me, I bring up to quality two. Uh, you have three. Did you buy another die? That's what I thought I was doing. Sure. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little. Oh no! Confused. Yeah, no, it's just it's all over the place. Uh, you spent two threat to increase the quality from quality one to quality two. You can then yes. spend another threat uh, to add a die. That's what I'm going to do. Great. So you got three die. You need two successes. Odd. A seven. A six and a three. Oh, oh. six successes, right? Because <laughs> uh, use battle. All right, so that adds four momentum, and because it was now a quality two blade, you I'm take him, You take him down to half HP. If you want to spend two of that momentum right now, you can attack again at a plus yes. one D. Yes, yes, right. yes. So I'm going to set my. Uh, oh, oh. Oh, this is... I rolled a five and a six. So oh. that's four successes. But because you seize the initiative to go again, that now ups it to a, a five difficulty. <gasps> However, if you hit here, you will kill the Sardukar. So I just need one success on a hit? Yeah, well, you need you need five successes. I need five successes to hit him? Yes. <gasps> that's a I kill shot. Two die... There's nothing else I could spend. You can keep giving threat, um, but then you're really stacking the odds against you. Uh, You really don't have much of a choice, though. I know. This is the time to do it. Don't forget, you just rolled six successes. Uh, You do have a little momentum left. Yes. Would you say she complied with her drive with using her knife so good? Well, let me see what that drive statement is. It says... Power comes at a knife's edge. Oh, no, or did you use duty as a sharp blade? You have a lot of knifey statements. I, yeah, I do. I do. Power comes at a knife's edge. I would say you complied with your drive statements. You have a point of determination. You'll need okay, it. Okay, that I can then spend. You can spend to have an automatic success. Yes. Automatic crit. Automatic one. Automatic crit, so that's okay. two. Yeah, I'm going to do that. That's two out of the five that you need. Okay. Uh, I'd say you want to buy at least two more dice. Yes, Wait, isn't it the determination is isn't it basically buying an additional die that is an automatic one? Is that I right? I think it's one or the no. other. Choose one of the d20s yeah. in your dice pool. Consider it to be a one. Okay. So now I'm rolling four dice, and I have a, a critical success. Uh, yes. So you're okay. going to only roll three dice because okay. you bought two. One is a natural one. Three dice. You need uh, three more successes here, and you kill the Sardukar. Oh. I rolled a three, a three, and a fifteen. 
Okay. So that is five more successes. Uh, three, three, 15. So that's two, two, uh, yeah, four, five successes plus six, seven, seven successes. So you bank two momentum and you kill the final Sardar. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm sweating, you guys. I don't. Um, okay. So yeah, Corin dual wielding her Chris knives. You see him in an X in her hand, and she slashes forward against his neck. <laughs> and just nice. lops his head off. Yeah. <laughs> you just killed two Sonicar on this team. <sighs> but now it's down to Elenia Huden. Who knows what her name is now? She's so hidden deep in the web that she's been weaving ever since she was a child. This is going to be nasty. Uh, can I appeal to her reason? Oh, we went twice. Never mind. Let me ask you this. How much threat do I have? Uh. Four. Four threat? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to spend two to create the asset. No, Gunter don't say bar. it. Oh. oh. Okay. I am then going to throw that Gomjabar at one of the four of you. You'll have a chance to set the difficulty for whether or not that Gamjabar will hit. If it then hits and succeeds, that character will die. I kind of want to determine who it hits randomly. But this is so awful. I'm going to let Duchess Delessa Houdin randomly determine who gets <laughs> hit. <laughs> No. Becca, you are one on Heavy a D4. Is the head <laughs> Becca, you're a one on a D4. Corin, your right-hand woman, is a two. Pharos is a three. And Aurelius is a four. Before you roll, I'm just, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about all the possibilities. My gut reaction was like, I want it to be Delessa because that's mother as, as reborn child kills daughter. Horrible. But then I'm like, no, Corin. It's got to be Corin. Kill the lover. That is, it, it's equally horrible. Then I'm like, Pharos. Pharos just made the ultimate decision for good and then he dies. And then, oh no, Aurelius goes down, the most innocent one in the bunch. Like, literally, he <laughs> wanted nothing to do with this fight and he yeah. dies. So it's, it's it's horrible no matter what. Uh, Becca, it's going to be a one for you, two for Corin, three for Pharos, four for Aurelius. And again, it might not kill, but still not good. Mm. Heavy is the head indeed. Yeah. <sighs> okay, three, two, one. It's a four. Aurelius. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm helping oh, her. What? No. <laughs> Our sweet mentat boy. Who's tears? <laughs> All right. She's saving me. He <laughs> was going for Ferris and just flew past and didn't realize. All right. You do have a chance to save yourself here, Aurelius, by setting the difficulty for her Gom Jabbar toss. Okay. You have. Uh, tell me what you want to use here. I'm open to anything. I'll do 
I'll do. Can I do move? Because I have the grace focus. Yeah, it's a low, it's a low score for you, but you get that uh, added bonus of a five or under because you're trying to gracefully move out of the way as you're coming to from being possessed by the voice. So yeah, right. move and then and I'll and uh, oh gosh, uh, power power by hook I, or, or by, by crook. crook. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't not work, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I would I would also argue for Judy, you know. Yeah. Because um, if you you are how Houdin, how Houdin is you. Yeah. And this true. is life or death. That's true. Okay, we'll do we'll do duty and move. Roll two d twenty. Anything under a thirteen is a success. Anything five or under is two successes. Did he roll another natural twenty? I rolled a seven, which is two one success. success. And then yeah, I rolled another natural twenty. That's a lot. Okay. Ghost founder, you guys. You, I love All you right, guys. so the difficulty is one. One. <laughs> and there's a complication. <laughs> yeah. Dice in general just hates you, Skin. I'm so sorry. Is, <laughs> so many natural 20. It's so many other oppor- occasions when this would be amazing. <laughs> Today, not so much. All right. She is going to use move. The focus is body control. I'm going to say that. That's good. Uh, And I'm going to actually switch to justice here. Okay. Because she has some warped sense of justice for the universe. To kill the most innocent. Well, you're all innocent, I guess. Uh, But literally the the most defenseless person here. This is... uh, I'm not even going to talk about the complication yet because I'm so sick to my stomach that this is happening. Justice, six. Move, seven. Thirteen or under. Two dice. I'm just going to let the dice fly. Not 20, not 20, not 20. So, it was move, seven. Mm-hmm. And justice, six. So that's 13. Uh-huh. I rolled a four. I'm not even shitting you. I rolled a 14 and a natural fucking 20. Oh <laughs> I cursed you. Wow. So I'm going to say okay. the complications uh, cancel each other out. She does not hit you with the Gom Jabbar. And now she is wildly alone and exposed. I want to take us out of combat. And I want you to cinematically describe what you are going to do here. Delessa. The fate of your reborn mother now rests in your hands. Are you going to execute her, capture her, torture? What do you want to do here? Command your team. I think we all catch each other's eye, and then we start stalking towards her like a family of cats as it fades to black. And you see us in... uh, like um, a, a jalopy of an old, uh, <laughs> um, um, uh, what, what's the flying thing? Ornithopter that we found, and keeping her as prisoner, there like a go. zoo animal for the new house Houdin, and we'll um, of course turn her in to Harkonnen should they want, but offer that we could keep her on display for their amusement and that of the other noble houses. So ultimately, you choose to let her live. She is what were my you going to say, Ross? <laughs> I, have a que- I have a question do, for the Duchess. Do you take Ferris's bargain of saving the life of Dresden Tyloris by returning from the desert, having 
<gasps> found him. Of course we do. Why would we not save this young house lord that will implant himself for us? <laughs> so alas, um, Pharos uh, died out in the desert, swept away, devoured by the mighty by the mighty worm, the old man of the desert. But thankfully, the young. Dresden Tyloris was saved from the terrible clutches of this abominable <laughs> ex-Bene Gesserit. He greets his mother and father tearfully and as he holds him, he's like at last our household is secure and his eyes meet the Duchess. The house <laughs> is saved. And we are to be wed. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Quite the promotion. Yeah. <laughs> Aurelius, how do you smooth over the fact that a Harkonnen guard was killed in your escape? Uh, I go through, I, I find some some uh, technicality in Arakeen law uh, that uh, allows a, a guard, uh, a, anyone in the service of a house, uh, to be murdered by anyone else if they wear their shoes wrong. <laughs> so you find some loophole uh, that a loophole. explains away what happened. Uh, and Corin, uh, your your duchess, uh, your lover, is now to be wed to Ferris. <laughs> Little salty, but it's for the best. And perhaps, perhaps like and uh, like an evening is like duties draw to a close, like a. Uh, you, you can see, like, Dresden, in quotes, like, draw a curtain to the to the adjoining room where he will sleep alone. Uh, yeah, like, leaving... I'll take it from here. Exactly. <laughs> and, in the, and, in the, and in the darkness, like, you see just kind of, like, him, like, turn into this gray homunculus. <laughs> just kind of, like, staring into space and contemplating... A future he never could have imagined. So weird. <laughs> wow. And so we wrap up our story. Uh, let's say we wrap up back at the Opera House. It's another opening night. And the uh, crowds are rolling in to check out uh, yet another one of House Houdin's um, shows. Maybe they've convinced uh, Ty Loris that... Uh, we should keep our, our names separate. Who knows? Or maybe it's now the House Ty... Hey, no, that's what it is. It's the House Tyloris Opera House now. Uh, and, you know, what you said, you improvised this in, in the first episode, Ross. You were like, uh, it's the story. The story ends with the hero coming back to life. Do you remember you said oh, that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Incredible. You thought wow. he was dead. Yeah, and the whole time I knew I wanted Dresden to it to be a fake out, and so that's what happened. So now maybe this show that you put on is a dramatic retelling of uh, your uh, exploits here, but everything is vague, you know, vague and, and shrouded in, in metaphor, uh, so you don't quite know what's going on. And, and the Duke and Duchess Tyloris are are watching uh, as Pharos as Dresden sits uh, hand in hand with Delessa, all for show, and Aurelius uh, and Corin are there. Watching watching um and the show ends and the lights go dark and we will pick it up here sometime <laughs> in the future 
Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah. Ross Bryant, <laughs> Becca you, Scott, Troy. Skidmar, Nora Ibrahim. You, you guys are such a, a joy to play with. I, I really, truly feel blessed every time I get the chance to play uh, with all of you. And uh, I will I will miss this. I will legit, legit, as much as much hard work as this was. I'll legitimately uh, miss playing with this group. Let's do it again sometime. We'll miss you, yeah. Troy. Please, please. Great stuff. All right. Thank you. You're somebody else's problem now. <laughs> <laughs> I won't see you next week, but be sure to tune in for episode six of Inherit the Sand, where everything is about to change. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash GlassCannon.